Hi everyone, my name is Jessica Veal and I'm the creator of the PA process. This podcast is dedicated to giving advice to pre-PA students, connecting with current PA students, and anything related to the PA profession as a whole. Thanks for tuning in today and let's get started. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the PA process. As we all know, it's interview season, so what better topic to discuss today than how to kill it in your interview? So let's get started. So with any interview, whether it is a job, school, or whatever, preparation is key. So how I recommend prepping for interviews is obviously looking at the program's website. You should know their website kind of inside and out. Um, This will give you a great foundation as to things you like about the program, things you want to ask questions about um, that you want further clarification of. And then it'll give you a little bit of direction as to where you might can... um, go to perform additional research research on that program. And what I mean, so prior to the interview, I recommend attending open houses and that a lot of times that will be on the program's website. Um, At open houses, you're able to interact with current students, you're able to interact with other potential applicants, and you're able to interact with faculty. All of these interactions are very important when trying to get a understanding of how this program operates. So I would definitely recommend attending open houses if you can. Um, I recommend any virtual chats that they may put on. So sometimes there are virtual chats with like their PAEA, which is a Physician Assistant Education Association. Um, Sometimes there are virtual chats um, with the actual individual program itself. Maybe they'll do a Facebook Live or um, some sort of like social media interaction. These are all things I recommend you doing, asking questions, just trying to familiarize yourself as much as possible. Now, in addition to researching the program, it is very, very important that you research the school itself as well as the city um, that the pro- that the program is in. So this way, when you're coming into the interview, you're able to provide, you know, multiple, um, I guess, a perspective from multiple vantage points to convey why you want to attend their program. This will show them like, hey, I want to go to your program. However, I've also looked at the school I've also looked at the actual um, city, and these are all things that are important to me, and I feel like this program will provide me with a well-balanced atmosphere um, should I be accepted. Um, also, you want to like look for avenues where you can find information that isn't readily or easily accessible. And what I mean by this is... Um, when I was interviewing um, for one of my programs, I had stumbled across like a news article about the program and it stated that they were um, recently 
had been awarded a research grant or some sort of grant um, to the program to kind of like further their educational um, endeavors. And so during my interview, I was able to, you know, pull that in um, to the conversation when I was speaking with the director of the program. And he, I could tell he was really impressed that I had, um, I was able to include this information because he responded and was like, I see that you've done your research. And this just shows them like, hey, I am trying to learn as much about your program as, um, as possible. Another way to prep for your interview is to kind of come up with questions that you have for the admissions committee or students, um, that you want to ask during the interview day. This can kind of come up um, and be spearheaded from your um, research that you perform on the program. And see, I recommend having like at least 10 questions um, that you kind of have in mind. And I know that kind of seems excessive. However, when I was interviewing, I tried to have five questions. And what ended up happening is a lot of the programs, they'll start off and they'll have um, during interview day, you'll have like a opening session and they're kind of introducing you to the faculty. Sometimes they're giving you a PowerPoint presentation of an overview of their program. Um, they're allowing you to interact with students. They're allowing you like other like Q&A um, type sessions while you're in the at the interview, even before you get to the interview. And a lot of times, a lot of your questions are answered. And what I found was, let's say I had five questions written down. By the time I got to my one-on-one interview, four out of the five had already been answered. And you also don't want to just like, okay, well, I wrote these questions down, so I have to ask them. Well, if they've already been answered throughout the day, you don't want to run the risk of asking a question and then it coming off to them as if, well, you weren't paying attention. So the more questions you can write down, the merrier. Um, so that way you won't have to do like I did and have to try and come up with questions on the spot. And so because at the end of every one-on-one -on -one interview, I recommend asking one or two questions to the interviewer. Um, to kind of show them that you're actively engaged and that you really, you know, want to learn as much about them and their program as they want to learn about you. Now, with every interview, um, you need to like expect the common questions that you're most likely to receive. This isn't saying that every PA program is going to ask you these type of questions, but just be prepared. So um, you need to be prepared to answer Either A, what is a PA, and be able to fully articulate this in a clear and concise, like this is not something that you need to be stumbling over your answer, um, as well as why do you want to be a PA? Now, that the question about why do you want to be a PA, when I was interviewing or doing my preparation, in my effort to be able to fully rattle it off at any point in time when they would ask the question, I rehearsed this question so much that my husband would have been able to recite my answer for me because I just said it over and over and over and over and over again. Well, by the end, I found like it wasn't, or I should say it was coming across kind of very 
rehearsed, which it was. Like, I wasn't able to really add any type of, any of my personality into the answer. I was just, like, literally a robot trying to regurgitate something that I had memorized. And thankfully, prior to the interview, I had conversations um, with people or practice interviews, and they were able to give me that feedback. So I kind of like took a step back and stopped trying to regurgitate a memorized answer and start actually trying to speak from the heart, but with the preparation that I've already um, done. And so I just recommend when you're doing interviews or interview preparations, don't try and like memorize an answer, whereas just try and like get your talking points and then try and elaborate on those. But yes, these, why do you want to be a PA and um, what is a PA? You should be able to rattle off those answers. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics to those questions simply because these answers need to be, or at least a why do you want to be a PA needs to be tailored to you. And so a lot of times as we Google, we're like, okay, what are some great um, things I should incorporate but you just want to make sure, like, speak from the heart. What brought you into the profession? Or, you know, why did you decide you wanted to change careers? Um, why did you decide that you wanted to be a PA out of high school, out of college? Like, what interactions did you have with PAs um, that really shaped your understanding of the profession as well as how you could contribute to the profession? And so these are things you want to talk about in these answers. Um, other questions would be, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And so strengths, I feel like that's a little bit easier to answer. Um, at this time, you're really just, like I said before in another episode, you're like patting yourself on the back. What are you good at? You know, why would these programs want you in their program? Now, your weaknesses, um, I would say this is a little bit more of a uh, difficult question to answer at times um, because you want to give a true and honest answer. However, you also don't want to like give them something that's like, wow, I wouldn't I don't want this person in my program. And so it's like this fine line of being vulnerable and telling them, hey, this is something that I struggle with. But you want to also be able to spin it into like a positive light. And there are going to be people who say you shouldn't take this approach, like that you should just um, really pick something that is completely a weakness and not try and like finesse it. However, I, I guess I'm just not comfortable enough like on that level of just saying, hey, this is something I'm struggling with, but not giving you the reflective aspect of saying, but this is how I'm working on it, or this is how I am, um, this is how I've, I have overcome these struggles. So my personal advice with addressing a weakness question is to be honest, something that you really are struggling with, um, but make it something that you can reflect upon and say either this is how I've worked on this, this is how I am working on it, or this is what I have learned from it. And so that way, 
in my opinion, this question is really just trying to see how much you can self-reflect on yourself. Um, Another question that you should be prepared to answer would be um, how any deficiencies in your application. And so what I mean by this is I'll talk about myself, for instance. So I've said before, like I pretty much had to work my um, work while I was in college. And after college, when I needed to take prerequisites, I couldn't just stop my full time job to start taking prerequisites um, because I had to pay for those courses. So I took anatomy and physiology while working my full-time job. Now, if you've ever had to work a full-time job as well as take courses, you understand that that can be a little um, difficult to try and really put your best foot forward and get an A in the course. So I received a B in my anatomy and physiology course. Um, So when I go into this school's interview, um, (laughs) the person that was interviewing me was like, I'm just going to be frank with you. I was like, okay. I was like, I see that you got a B in anatomy and physiology. And that was the only course you were taking. So why should I think that you would be able to handle the rigorous course load of a PA program if you received a B in this in one course when that was the only course you were taking. And again, this is just my recollection recollection of how the question was asked to me. Um, So it could be a little bit, it could have been better or worse than how I'm um, remembering it. But in any case, it really did take me off guard because I was like, wow, like this is a very direct question. And I felt as if, um, if I'm being honest, I was like, my academic abilities were being attacked. So I was able to like, you know, compose myself. And I was like, honestly, I completely understand your concerns. However, while I was taking this one course, I was also working 40 plus hours a week. And at the time I was also teaching a course as well. And I was like, I understand like on my transcript, you may only see this one course, however, the things that I, the extenuating circumstances that I had to be able to even pay for this course, to be able to um, take time away from work, to be able to take this course, um, is why I couldn't dedicate to get an A in this course. Now, during PA school, I don't plan on working. Um, I plan on, you know, only doing PA school. And with that being said, some of the same stressors that I've had in my life while taking this one course, I won't have while taking multiple courses and not working. And pretty much I was, you know, kind of getting that I, I am not an individual who have, who may have the luxury of just taking one course and not working and not doing anything else. Um, But what I have learned from this is that I have amazing time management skills and I'm able to um, multitask and I feel like these are all aspects that will make me a great PA. And I think I was able to answer the question um, appropriately and at the end of the day I was accepted into the program. Um, It wasn't the program I ended up going to, 
but that should be able to show you that sometimes when they're asking you about your grades or certain areas where they feel like you aren't the standard or at least meaning um, what they appear or what they are putting as um, the average student, those questions are very difficult. And it would have been really easy for me to just kind of like fumble and not be able to fully articulate why um, I received that B in that course. But you just have to be prepared for it. Like I was prepared to discuss deficiencies in my application. So I was ready for the question. So if you do have things like this, own it, be prepared, and have some sort of self-reflection. Why? What did you learn from this experience that still will make you a great PA? And I think it's literally how you answer these questions um, really dictates, you know, whether they offer you a spot in the program. So um, while you're interviewing, I recommend being confident. Um if you receive an interview from a program, you have already done the hard work to show them that you deserve to be in the program. The interview is pretty much, they just want to see how you are as a person, um, how you would fit with their program, with the upcoming cohort. So you've already, when you get to the interview, you and everyone else, um, y'all are all on the same playing field. So there's no need to like, I know that at times like when you're at interviews and like you're able to like talk to other applicants and sometimes they've done like amazing things. And I have a, a sense of, wow, like I've, I haven't done any of those things. Like I, I don't have a chance of getting in, but it really, once you get to the interview, y'all are on the same playing field. So this is your time. If you, you know, may feel like you aren't as great of an applicant on paper, even though you have gotten the interview and you really are, but sometimes you may personally feel that way. If you are a a great, um, if you're great at interviews or you're just a people person or you're friendly, um, I always say if I can get an interview, most likely I can get whatever job or uh, admission possibly because I can sell myself. And some people are really good at like textbook things, but they're not good interviewer or interviewees. And some people are not all that great on paper, but they're great interviewees. So whatever your strengths is, this is your time to play it up. I also want to stress the importance of everyone that you interact with on the interview day could potentially have an have a say-so on whether or not you get accepted. So there has been, um, I've read one story about this individual who was a really great, during the interview, interacted with students and faculty appropriately, like had really just did a great job. And then they were very rude to like the, um, they were to like the parking attendant um, in the parking garage and the person still had their sticker on that they were coming from an interview within a particular program. And so that parking attendant, I guess, how, whatever that interaction was, followed up with 
the program and was like, hey, this is my interaction with this student. I want you to just be aware. And that affected that student's ability to get into a program. And I'm saying this because regardless of who you are interacting with, when you pull on the campus, the programs, um, the hospital, wherever it is the interview is being taken place, you are being interviewed. And so you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do well in the interview, but then I'm going to treat everybody else like crap because you just never know who knows the program and that could still influence your ability to get into the program. I also say I would strive to interact with other um, interviewees, students, faculty, even if they're not participating in the interview, um, all when appropriate. Now, don't go out your way to like, oh, let me go find a student while they're studying or let me go find a faculty member. Um, But if you run across someone interact with them, speak to them, show them that you're friendly, show them that you are personal, um, personable and that you're willing to interact and that you're how, because these are things that are going to show them that you should be in their cohort. Also, when you're on the interview, please put your phone away. Like, I can't tell you how many interviews I, um, I went on and there were some students that were like, oh, um, during the tour, like, like the student led tour, can I take a selfie? Or they're like trying to put it on Instagram or Snapchat. And I'm, and I'm literally floored at, at seeing applicants take selfies during the interview. And this could just be me. Um, I am an older applicant. Um, I'm, but I just wouldn't recommend you doing that. Some students or some faculty, they may not care, but you just never know if they are going to care. Um, and that can affect your ability to get into the program because they may think that you aren't as serious as others. Now, a lot of people will ask, you know, what's appropriate um, attire to wear to an interview? Should I be business professional or business casual? And I just say be business professional. Um, Wear a suit. Females, males, wear a suit. Um, As far as colors, I mean, stick to your neutral colors, your um, black, grays, navies. Um, And I will say I did venture a little bit with my shirt color, Um, and wore like a navy blue or like a royal blue shirt, um, my second time interviewing. Um, but if you're, if you're not comfortable doing that, white is definitely the go-to color with it. Um, I guess for me, my second time or my second CASPA application, I was a little bit more comfortable and I just wanted to show a little bit of my personality But at the same time, I wouldn't recommend wearing like this neon color shirt because you want to show the admissions committee that you're vibrant, that you're a vibrant person and a joy to be around. I mean, all things um, in moderation. But I think if you did want to wear like a a different color than white shirt underneath your suit um, that really complemented each other, I think that would be appropriate. Um, some people will just wear business casual attire and they'll just wear like a cardigan. 
Um, I personally just want to put my best foot forward in every aspect. So I wore a suit um, and through doing a little bit of research, it kind of seems as if wearing a suit is what is preferred. Furthermore, I've gotten a lot of questions regarding whether um, African-American women can wear their hair naturally to interviews. And I say, yes, you can. Um, it is my belief that as long as your hair is neat, that you should be able to wear your hair in whatever way you feel comfortable wearing it. Um, I will admit that my very first interview cycle, I was not comfortable wearing my hair in its natural state. Um, so I put my hair in a bun and I felt like that was the more professional thing to do at that time in my life. Um, however, I didn't get accepted that cycle. And when I applied my second cycle, I was more confident into in who I am as an individual. And I just wanted the program to see me in my natural element as far as who I was as a person. And there were certain things that I wasn't willing to compromise on. And I know some listeners may be like, why are we talking about hair? Well, when we are in a society where um, laws have to be passed to um, prohibit discrimination based on someone's hair, um, it is a topic of discussion. So if you are an African-American woman and you're wondering whether or not you're, it is appropriate to wear your hair in two-strand twists or if you have dreadlocks or um, just your natural state, my personal opinion is if you have your hair neat, then that's all that matters. Um, at the same time, you have to realize that you are interviewing the program the same way they're interviewing you. And my belief is if a program is going to reject me based on my hair, then I don't want to go there. If it makes you feel any better, the year that I did wear my natural hair to all my interviews... Um, I received five, I think, acceptances. So I really don't think it really matters to most programs if you have your hair naturally. Um, so lastly, I just want to discuss, make sure that you arrive early to your interview. Um, if you're like me, I am typically, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm a late person, but I'm definitely not an early person. So for interviews, some things I typically do would be to write down the interview time, whether it is on my phone or in my planner, for 15 minutes earlier than it's actually scheduled to kind of trick myself um, to make sure I'm there on time. Well, that's going to be all for today. I know this episode is a little bit longer than typical but I felt like there were a lot of different aspects to discuss in order to give you all the best content in hopes that you all can ace your PA school interview. Well, be sure to stay tuned for my tip of today. My tip of today is to definitely eat breakfast before the interview and bring with you like an emergency kit just in case you start to feel bad. Um, so something like, you know, a breakfast bar or snacks, 
um, a bottle of water, maybe some Excedrin. Um, I've just learned that I stress myself out so bad during interviews that I typically get a headache and having these items with me um, at the interview allows me to still, you know, answer questions um, and interact at the best of my abilities. Um, So this is just something that kind of I learned through attending multiple long interview days. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the PA process. I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye.